Welcome to Real Chronicles, brought to you by RealTalking.com. I'm your host, David. I am joined with just Leo. <laughs> just hi. Jenny, the cat lady. Hey, guys. <laughs> meow. And Ryan, the temp. Not a goddamn temp. <laughs> I can't believe you, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I can't believe you're still going on with these nicknames. It worked, though. I, I like it. Surprised, I, I like it so much. I like it so much. All right. Um, we're back today looking at... I got to give credit where credit is due ryan the temp came up with this this brilliant topic today best film duos i had such a great time a lot easier than i a lot easier than i expected but i still had a great time yeah getting 10 because i started with uh 20 and worked my way down to 10 with like few honorable mentions so should be a fun one definitely and I can't, I can't wait because I think this may be an episode where everyone gets to see us argue. I will, we, we will, we guarantee the word "woof" will be uttered more than once. <laughs> then I'm gonna have to think of some other, other. <laughs> let's, let's do, we'll do it in English. Woof. Woof. In Spanish. Woof. woof. <laughs> All right. So before we get started, let's get into some news. Obviously, the big topic around the entire world right now is the coronavirus and. After the suspension of the NBA season last week, the NFL season may be delayed. Yeah. The kickoff to the NFL season may be delayed. Major League Baseball. It's Major League Baseball, Major the League NHL. Soccer. And now film is being affected by this. So over the past few days, we've had the cancellation of the Tribeca Film Festival, which bummed Jenny and I out a little bit. Especially because they were finally moving into Hoboken for this, for yeah. this festival, right? They were. So the good thing is... Like, I think say, it's... Same with the NFL for the NHL. Well, specifically for the NBA, which kudos for them for kicking everything off. It's not canceled. Yes. It's postponed. That's We got to stay positive throughout this whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of movies are getting pushed back. Some of the ones that have been pushed back so far is A Quiet Place Part 2, which Janet, Jenny and I saw last week yeah. at the world we premiere. We did. We got can, so lucky to I see I can it. mention a few things a little later. but uh, It was that, really good. That's been postponed. Um, Mulan. Mulan, we found that was postponed, which sucks oh. because I was looking really looking forward to it. There's a rumor that Wonder Woman and Top Gun are going to be pushed to 2021. No. So I'm a little bummed about Wonder Woman. The new You're mutants. Not bummed for Top Gun. I was I was more excited for Wonder Woman. Now mm. also comes out on his birthday. Oh yeah, that too. Um, and I think that's if for no. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm sorry. One of the greatest franchises of our life. I'm sorry. Yeah. Vin Diesel being Vin Diesel and saying, "Not only am I going to push this, I'm going to push this 12 months." Go eat a dick, dude. You stink. Thank you, you, Vin Diesel. Thank you for doing this for us. Oh my! I think the year was a little excessive, but like, why not just (laughs) drop it in September? But 
whatever. Oh, I like, they no just t- don't want the box office to hurt. Like all no, of these. it reminded me of like this meme that uh, our buddy Kevin shared on our group chat, where it was like the New York Knicks have announced that like in solidarity for the coronavirus, they're not going to they, play. They're, they're not playing in the NBA playoffs this year. They have no <laughs> chance of being in the playoffs. It's so it's. Vin Diesel's like, I know you guys are going to go crazy for our movie, but. I'm gonna push he wants everyone to see that garbage ass bloodshot that just came out. Uh, yeah, I, I read your uh, review on that. It wasn't, it wasn't his best work, huh? No, it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't great. Um, I, if this was in 1995, maybe I think it'd be okay. It's just bad. There's not really nothing to say. It's him trying to create another franchise, and it just doesn't work. Um, but but yeah, every, it's, been, it's been a bad. But week yeah, it's been a bad film. week. Everyone definitely stay safe, Jen. <sighs> Please practice all of what the CDC has been uh, advising. Wash your hands for longer than 20 seconds. Um, there's actually this website that I found that's called washyourlyrics.com. Oh, and you can actually so go on there. You can generate any kind of song. I posted up on the Real Talk Instagram a few different um, lyrics that I came up with, like Eye of the Tiger Baby by Got Survivor. Back. Baby Got Back? No, but I made Ooh. them all film related. The Jaws theme song. Um, what was another one that I did? Uh, Staying Alive by the <gasps> Bee Gees. So like just practice it if you know the lyrics really well you can practice and you know how long to wash your hands for also shows you proper hand washing technique use sanitizer with at least 60 percent alcohol um i've also been researching a lot of this for my own personal job (laughs) all week so um cough into your elbow don't cough into your hands and uh yeah just stay safe practice um if you are sick stay home yeah don't be an asshole. Don't be That's an asshole. That's pretty much the proper uh, sentiment we can give. Fair. Unfortunately, one of our national treasures did him contract coronavirus. While Talk- he was filming. While he was filming the uh, Baz Burnham Elvis, bu- Elvis film. It was the Elvis biopic, right? Yeah, Elvis biopic. Um, him and his wife. That is Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson. Yes, so that they contracted the coronavirus. His son, Chet. Chet and Colin Hanks have both released statements to yeah. say that their parents are in good spirits. They're getting treatment. Um, they originally went because they were feeling, you know, they were feeling the symptoms of a cold, much similar to what you would feel for this, which would be a fever, um, caught like sort of like a dry cough. And so they felt like it would be something more. They ended up going to the Australian hospital where they're at right now. I'm not sure which Australian city it is right now, but um, they got tested. They tested positive and they're getting treatment so yep. considering tom hanks is now ill jenny w- would you say this is a perfect time for you to finish watching saving prior ryan oh. ah, yes <laughs> yes 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 uh. yes <laughs> well done good sir well done i don't know about that <laughs> um but for real don't be an asshole stay home watch netflix watch movies take it seriously because it's not just the flu exactly yeah, definitely guys and wash your damn hands seriously I've never washed my hands so much in my life. I feel like the Terminator in Terminator 2 when he ripped off his arm. Wow. That, 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 I saw that, that mean extreme. too. Well that extreme. Well played. That, that was okay. All right. So let's tone it down now. Let's have some fun. And let's get into the news. First bit of news is Guardians of the Galaxies will appear in Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. which Awesome. It's great to have confirmation. Yeah. I I can't imagine anyone doing this better, more than Taika. Like I think the... Oh, I just can't wait. Chris right. Hemsworth and Christian I th- Bale. And I think Christian Bale. I don't think you think he'll interact with the Guardians too, since he's playing the villain. So yeah, 
I would hope. I just want more Star Lord and Thor. I just want them to just like argue about who's really the 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 captain of the ship. It's, Do you think we'll see Fat Thor or we'll see now Fit Thor? I would love to see Fit Fat Thor. Thor fat. It'll be like two years in the future, I think. Or something yeah, like that, but so. I would love to see Fat Thor during like the prologue and him working out like a workout montage with Groot, like Rocky Four. <laughs> and, and don't you also like like your body weight in space is different. So no, you're still fat if you're fat. No, that's not how it works. You're still fat if you're fat. Darn. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, so we're still a few years away. I think we're two years away because uh, James Gunn just finished Suicide Squad. So once he gets done with that, we'll get into Thor. Not that much else. Uh, the Scream Five is officially happening. Oh shoot. It's being directed by the uh, filmmakers from Ready or Not. Ready or Not's okay. It was a little overhyped. Jen, I think you saw it with me, right? Yes. Did you like it? Yeah. That's, uh, do you remember what that was? No. She doesn't no. remember. <laughs> the one where they got married and it was in the haunted, in, I mean, in the family house and they played the, the, uh, the hide and seek game. Oh. Jenny doesn't know what I'm no. talking about. Mm-mm. So, so it will prepare Refresh yourself for memory. a very memorable movie. Yeah, exactly. You're, yeah. You're I don't think there should be another scream, but <laughs> whatever. Um, and I guess I was going to talk about the Mulan early reactions, but since it's getting pushed really, really far, I'm just going to say that it's getting really good, solid reviews. A Quiet Place, I can't speak a little bit more because nice. I did see it. It's uh, review hasn't been posted yet because they're under embargo, but I can say that it is on par with the first one. The the tension in this one comes more out of left field. Mm. You don't see it coming more. I think in the first one, he kind of uh, Krasinski kind of set you up for. Have you seen it? Yeah, Volt Pro One. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so he kind of set you up for some of these moments. Not here. There's a moment at the beginning of the movie, and I won't say what character. I want to, but there is some raw emotion when a, a person gets hurt. <laughs> And the person is screaming, and obviously you can't scream. Yeah, and you're just like, and you're just like, shut the fuck up. I know. In that moment, I was just like, no, you have to be quiet. You have to. And you understand why that person is screaming, but you like, you you have to be quiet. And you're just like sitting there watching the screen, and you're just like, kind of not yelling at it because we had to be quiet, but like. You know, you're in your head. You're just like, no, no, no. You really got to be quiet. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I'm just thinking about what someone else is going to do. Like, if the thing shows up. Yeah. What would be the next step for that person? Like, I would be super stressed out. I like that the movie was not the same. You know how, like, the Hangover Part 2 is essentially the same thing just in Hong Kong. This is completely different in terms of the focus of who the leads are. It's Mm. not Emily Blunt. She's in the movie a good amount, but it's not really about her. It's about other people. Now, I know you're very. I think you and I are very much on par with uh, with our views on remakes and sequels and unnecessary sequels. Um, now, having watched the movie without getting too spoilery, do you feel <laughs> that this was like a unnecessary sequel? I still think it was for money. And Krasinski, we were since we were at the world premiere. Krasinski was there, and I marked out. Uh, shout out to Jim. Halper. Jim, Jim Halper, baby. Um, I uh, I agree. He during during you can find the video on the site during the uh, I guess little opening monologue that he had for the movie. He was talking about how he didn't want to do it 
but he only did it if a story really mm-hmm. fit mm-hmm. the necessity for a sequel. I think it does because of where they went with certain characters. Um, I don't know if we're getting another one. And I that's all I can say because okay. kind of can't say too much more there. Cool. Um, I did want to say that my arch nemesis was in attendance. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Is this like a once renowned director? I mean, you, not I so don't good? think he was ever renowned. Yes, Leo he was. Mardo. In the 90s, he was beloved. Ryan, you may like him, but uh, Michael Bay was there. He was beloved in the 90s. And I, I pointed it out because I looked down like they had all of us at the top and all the really important people at the bottom. <laughs> so we're like viewing from the mezzanine and I look down and I see like this luscious blonde hair feathered hair this like feathered (laughs) hair and i don't really know michael bay that well i I guess like in person and then i just look and i'm like i think that looks like michael bay and i'm like i telling i'm telling dave and dave's like oh shit you're right you're right he's wearing like this puffy leather jacket and i knew it was him because of the michael bay jacket because his his platinum dunes his production company produced this You know, he smell. This is the closest he's going to smell a good movie. Oh, stop. Damn. What? It's the truth. Um, but yeah, uh, outside of that, Key, uh, Key was there, right? Yeah. Obviously, Emily Blunt. And I think you saw from House of Cards? Yes. Um, I don't know the actor's name. I have to look it up. But um, Doug from House of Cards. Oh, who yeah. Who was his yeah. chief of staff. Nice. He was there. I like looked down and I, I was Doug. like, oh, shit. And Killian Murphy was there. As well, he so. was, but we didn't get. But to we didn't get to face. see him. But he was like there. Any, yeah. So yeah. So quiet place. Whenever it comes out in theaters, give it a look. And that's all the news I have. You guys have any other news? No, it's been pretty. Uh-huh. Yeah. All quiet on the western. Quiet front. on the western front. Yeah. All right. So let's get to it, guys. Movie duos. Oh, movie duos. So before full disclosure, we I personally made sure that we do not have any couples. Yes, one of, the, one of the few rules same. we had is there could be no romantic attachments to our duos. So I cannot have La La Land on here. Fair. And Even I though I Wally. really fought hard for them to be a duo that just wants to succeed. No. But I was completely shut out on that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, this was really, really super duper fun. And let's get to it with some honorable mentions here. So this is an honorable mention because I technically can't put them as a movie duo because of the we're talking about movie duo characters but Abbott and Costello just want to give them a shout out because they are they're probably one of the most wait why can't duos. you put them as a movie duo because we're talking about characters not movie duos like as in actors working together they don't have an iconic yeah it'd be like like Pacino uh, like yeah. and De Niro as a duo yeah you can't but you can't really, really use that yeah. so the only thing if I really had to pick a character is I guess they're most popular the who's on first thing mm-hmm. but that's about it I can't really like they're just great together yes I don't know any specific characters they play they're just amazing together um, another honorable mention that I have here is uh, Clarice Sterling and Hannibal Lecter nice one for Silence of the Lambs I have Russell and Carl from Up as a nice little Cute. duo and there's no way I can I can do a movie duo episode without shouting out. No, don't do it. Don't one do of it. my favorite movie duos yeah. from one of the best comedies of the 1990s, <laughs> Batman and Robin. Yeah. From Batman and Robin, I, I, it's I, unfortunate when you have to preface saying one of the greatest comedy duos to a movie that wasn't <laughs> even a comedy. It is a comedy. <laughs> it, it is, is a, a comedy. comedy. It is one of the best comedies of the 1990s. So let's bring that into my number ten. 
C-3PO and R2-D2 from Star Wars. Nice. Why is it so low? Because there's nine better. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I, I, you, just threw, you just threw shade at the droids. I don't know how I feel about yeah, that. Like that, that was unnecessary. Like, shade what is, and 3PO is sensitive. Like, he would not like that you just threw shade at him. He would have beeped at you. Yeah, That's R2-D2. R2 R2 is after you probably when oh, you yeah, weren't looking <laughs> No, R2 is no, savage. With a red arm. C-3PO with a, three, with a red arm, I apologize to him. He's pretty badass. <laughs> he had a red arm for like 42 minutes. <laughs> uh, but in all honesty, I think... They're such an important part of Star Wars. Absolutely. And I think they are the comedic relief in a way. Yeah. When see that. It's more of the, because you know how Star Wars sometimes forces its comedy. I think when those two are together, I mean, they got R2-D2 beeps. That's all he does. And yeah. I feel like I know what he's saying. Mm-hmm. That's when you know it's working well. So yeah. th- that's my number 10. My number nine is Seth and Evan from Superbad. Nice. And, I know you love Superbad. So, oh, I, yeah. Why did you? Why is Jennifer giving me a look? Because he loves it. Because Emma Stone. That's not why I love the movie. <laughs> He's like, I love this duo because this other girl is in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I sincerely, I just, yeah. I sincerely love Superbad. Outside of the stuff with uh, Seth Rogen and Bill Hader, I think that's extremely, extremely boring. Yeah. Um, but no, I've always, I, I just love their friendship throughout the entire movie, and you see that how Seth is. Seth is, um, oh my God, Jonah Hill, right? Yeah. Okay, making sure I got the right one there. So how Seth is feeling jealous that Evan's going away for college mm-hmm. and he's going to miss their friendship and you just see like up. it's kind of a more slapstick version of what we got with Booksmart. Like they have one last night together and they just want to go all out. And I've always felt like their relationship, their friendship together is really strong and they're super fucking funny. <laughs> I love Superbad. So funny. My number eight is one that I'm going to criticize our boy Kevin for not having. I'm going to criticize you because I know it's not on your list. And Ryan, I'm going to criticize you because I'm it's getting not. A, I'm, getting a, wait, I'm getting a preemptive criticize because oh, yes. you know it's not on my list. My number seven is Benny Rodriguez and Smalls from The Sandlot. Oh, wow. Be- Damn. Yeah, I didn't think of because that. No, that's not. Uh, while, because yeah. while we look at The Sandlot as, as a, a group, group the relationship between Benny and Smalls is what kind of puts the group together. No, that's because fair. you have all the kids already on a sandlot. But I think once Benny meets Smalls and they establish their friendship, it brings everyone closer. And I think I like it. On the days when we used to play, you know, for for those that don't remember the days when you could play sports outside during the summer, like those those are the days. Like you meet with one of your friends. You go to a park and you just get gather around with a whole bunch of people, but like you always one. have that one connection with that one person. So, and the fact that I think the Sandlot's one of my one of the best sports movies of all time. So I threw that in there as my number seven and my number six. Sorry, Rye, my number six is Jay and Silent Bob. No, that's respectable. I'll give it to you from the View Askew universe. Um, I couldn't pick one movie. Nice. I don't. I think they're just great in everything except i thought i knew the one you were going to say uh, what am i going to say right i thought you were going to say reboot no oh like in terms of the one i like the best yeah that was the closest but since i love clerks and i love i would say the worst one and it's one of my favorites ironically i think strikes back is not a very good movie interesting yeah it's not but it's movie. still one of my favorites out of the bunch because they're just it's just so fucking ridiculous but Ryan, you <laughs> you admit that's not a very good movie, right? See, 
it's not a good movie, but for me, it holds a very special place in my no, heart. No, I love oh, it. I love it. No, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it's, hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's Entertainment-wise, it's one of my favorites. And if I have to pick... But I know we quality, weren't... no. And I know we weren't doing moments, but I will say one of my, one of my favorite moments with any Jay and Silent Bob movie is when Bob, Bob just speaks. talks. Yes. <laughs> it's so great because he always makes that impact. I always like... I think my favorite one is actually from Strikes Back. When he's looking at the car, and he's like, "Critics, you <laughs> critics, Hollywood. Hollywood, you stupid <laughs> fuck." <laughs> so yeah, so that's my ten through six. Just Leo, take it away. Uh, so it's funny when my when I, when you first assigned the list, I attacked it as the most iconic duos in film, right? So I went same thing as you. I was like, "This is fairly easy." Then the list got bigger and bigger, and I had more honorable mentions than in my actual top ten. Um, but as good. of four hours ago, I've completely wiped <laughs> out my list, <laughs> and I remade it as my favorite. Wait, did film you have duos. a different number one? Uh, yes. What was your number one originally for most iconic? Yeah, I actually put my number one as Buzz Lightyear and Woody. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, okay. but now it's a different number one. Okay. Uh, so my honorable mentions are um, Agent J and Agent K from nice. Men in Black, Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber, Woof. Okay. Johnny Utah and Bodie. Point Break. Woof. Okay. You know, I've never seen that, actually. Oh, it's so enjoyable. I feel like I'd like it because it's yeah. like it's yeah. Keanu Swayze, and Patrick Swayze. It's Swayze at his most Swayze. And they look And Keanu at his most Keanu. Yeah. They're surfers. Yeah. Um, Cher and Dion from Clueless. Leo, oh, that's shit. too low. Leo. Oh, I shit. I that totally forgot. That is like my In my 10, I, yeah, but I, like I told you, I was shocked by like yeah. the, the underrepresentation of female duos in film. Yes, I um, know. And the cool part that I, I kind of <laughs> realized as I was making my list, though, is the, uh, the the vast majority of these are Halloween costumes for duos. Like, yeah. Sharon Dion is a that's costume true. that people can do together, and you yeah, really can't a, do one without true. the other. Same thing with Harry and Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber. You have that those dual tuxedos, Halloween costumes from years in the past that are still relevant now. Right. Um, and my last honorable mention is Marvin Harry, Harry from uh, from Home Alone. Oh, that's a good one. I didn't even think nice. of that one. That is yeah. a really shout good one. Shout out to Stacey on that one. Yeah, shout out to like, Stacey. That's a really good uh, duo. But my number 10, oh my as God, far as favorite duos, it wouldn't be a list of mine without some MCU love. That's not fair. There are no duos. Black Widow and Hawkeye. Damn, that is a duo. Are a that duo. is a good duo. They are a duo. Um, and as far as like favorite scene that solidified them as a duo, I would say in Endgame. They're the, they, they're the only pairing that you could send over to, uh, to retrieve. You know what's Soul funny? Stone. When you mentioned that, I agree with you 100%. But I don't think any of us, when we went to Endgame, ever picked them to go there. Absolutely I not. would have actually said it was going to be uh, Steve and Tony. Yeah, because of the, cause yeah. you knew the sacrifice that had to happen. Yep. And then when you realize, oh, shoot, these two actually have a lot of history, too. And history we haven't even seen until Black Widow comes out. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, that's my number 10. My number nine is a Star Wars duo that I'm fairly certain neither of you have on your Can I list. guess? Yes. Uh, is it a prequel or is it like a... Uh, no, I just guess. Like the original. I just want me to guess. It's uh, don't, I, like, I, I want to guess. I don't want to give it away if I tell you where it is. Um, is it Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon? It's Obi-Wan and Anakin. Ew! Obi-Wan oh, and Anakin in, return, in the Revenge of the Sith. I think it's at one point... Leo, I love you. He, he literally... I, Kills Anakin Skywalker. That, that's the thing is like um the thing I loved about this duo was when this whole trilogy began, 
obviously we have a little boy and a teenage Obi-Wan, right? Yep. Then you see them age progress, get closer and closer. By the time Revenge of the Sith hits, they're both masters at their respective arts. Obviously, Anakin has got a lot of other issues he's dealing with, but they're equals to the point where that battle actually means something. And I love the fact of duos that are both equals, not just one sidekick to the other. Um, but for some reason, I will always love that dynamic that Obi-Wan and Anakin had. I know that there's better duos, but for me, I love uh, them. I can't believe you picked that because of where that story ends. I know. Well, yeah. My number seven, I don't know if either of you guys are going to have it on your list either, or if you've seen the movies. Um, what? Turkish and Tommy from Snatch. No. I've seen Snatch, no. but no. Yeah, so that movie, much like Ryan, um, this movie holds a, a special place in my heart. Um, I love the movie. Um, I can quote most of the movie. But Turkish is played by uh, Jason Statham before he became Jason, Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah. Uh, my number six, my other MCU love. I know where this is going. Rocket and Groot. Oh, not where I thought you nice. were going. No, no I, I thought saw, you were. I so, stayed away from Cap and Tony as a duo. No, that's not where I thought you were going. I thought you were going to go with um, Tony and um, Happy. No, Pepper. Pepper. No, no romantic. I would have love. My God, well, I'm a giant blank. Don Cheeto. Oh, War Machine. War Machine. Oh, okay. Because I, th- I thought that's where you were going. Yeah. Oh, you uh, could have done Tony and, Sp- and uh, Spider-Man. That's another good duo. Uh, I, no. I, so it's, it's I think they developed a relationship, but I don't think they never really had enough time together outside of Become like, a duo? I think it's yeah. Okay, I get you. And I, and I also really like the whole thing of like, if you take one character away from the other character, it's kind of like they're missing something. Yeah. And Rocket without Groot, you have that. It does feel like yeah. they're missing something. Rocket without Groot, you just have Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> and even like when, again, Guardians 1, when Groot dies, Rocket's the one that's crying. When oh. Groot disappears in Infinity War, Rocket's the one that's right there. Um, either way, yeah, that's my number six, Rocket and Groot. I awesome. promise there's no more MCU for the rest of my list. You did good. I hey. thought you were going to have way more MCU. <laughs> Jenny the Cat Lady, give me your all-women list. So, I didn't put it on this Of course you did. Remember, remember when Jenny used to follow our, 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 <laughs> our assignments? I'll tell you, once, once you empowered her and she, like, she realized, I wait a sec. <laughs> it's not it's not how it works feminist so i i did choose my own gimmick of being the feminist and since i didn't choose being a cat lady um i did a twist on my list and basically i decided to do all female film duos <sighs> and because i did that uh you have three so no well done but i will say that this list was harder to make because like it was really it would be really easy it was really easy for me to start thinking about male males film duos but then i was like you know what no i'm gonna twist this and i'm gonna do females and i started thinking about it and i was like damn so i i've seen a lot of let's say female-led films or just movies that have had strong female duos in them but then there's still so many out there that you know like i still haven't seen or i was really hard to come up with this list so anyway i have one honorable mention and i decided to do the grady twins from the shining Ooh, it is a film duo they don't even have a line. It doesn't except, matter. They're except iconic. Like one sentence. That's they didn't need a line. They are. Well, That's a line. I guess Group yeah. Has one line too. You cannot have just one Grady twin. Like one. Yeah. <laughs> like it, they go in the pair. 
Um, so that is a female duo, yeah, and I think it's something too. that is somewhat iconic. Um, if it, if, it if just, Funko has made a figure of you, you're iconic. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And so my number 10 is... Here comes a wolf. There's going to be a lot of girly movies uh-huh. on this it's list, actually. Me, hopefully, Bridesmaids is not in your top five, right? I don't know. Oh, we'll have to God. wait and see. Sucks. Even I want a wolf. So my <laughs> number 10 is Torrance and Missy from Bring It On. Nice. <laughs> I love that. Yes. I'm retiring Toros. from this podcast. Toros. Today. Yeah. Um, well, right. Like they're unlikely friends. And then by the end of it, they're like yeah, besties. They're and she ends up dating her things. brother. And Spoiler alert. Bring it on fucking stinks. Good times. No, the first movie's not bad. The sequel's not so good. No, that's not good. No. The, the first one is what it is. It's exactly what yeah. it's supposed to be. Not a good movie. Uh, my number nine is Mia and Lily from The Princess Diaries. Cute. Those are besties. Film duos. Sure. Uh, my number eight is Molly and Amy in Booksmart. Okay, yes. I was waiting for that from his list. So that was sort of like your super bad. Yeah. Yeah. Probably uh, a better movie, too. My number is. seven is, is Janice and Katie from Mean Girls. Oh, see, I thought you were going to go with um, Janice and the um, the guy. Oh, and Damien? Yeah. I thought Derek They're good, was... but he's not a female. Fair. So technically. So you're being sexist against the males here. <laughs> I'm. This is my female Solid list. Solid duo, though. Solid duo. And then my number six is Annie and Lillian from Bridesmaids. Oh, thank God it's not top five. <laughs> 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 Bridesmaids. So, solid, solid Bridesmaids is hilarious. If anything, really, Annie is the one that stole the show. Kristen Wiig is that whole movie entirely alone. And I thought about like Rose Byrne has good comedic timing in it. Um, but Maya Rudolph and so Kristen Wiig play yeah. off of each other so well. Um, and I can watch any movie that they're in. So that's it. All right. Ryan attempt. Take it away. <laughs> oh, all right. For my honorable mentions, I got Danny and Kanicki. Oh, what a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Bill and Greece. Ted. Oh, God. You didn't get that? No, sorry. Danny Zuko and Kaniki? Ryan, you've won the whole game already. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and Bill and Ted and Batman and Robin. Which one? Like from Please forever or for Robin? Please say 66. Please say 66. From Robin. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um. For number 10, I have K and J. Nice. And the reason I had to put them on the list was because I do love how, at least when you look at one and you look at three, it does tell a really good story mm-hmm. of how K brings in J. And he's actually been looking over him his entire life. Spoiler, if you haven't seen three. Luckily, Casey's knocked out. Um, <laughs> so you don't So no- you don't like part two? Is that what you're saying? Oh, no. Part two <laughs> is the weakest link. Oh, yeah. All right. Go ahead. Number nine, Cheech and Chong. Oh, of course, Ryan. I, of course, <laughs> we're all and just sliding. Me, we're all just sliding into our own things right now. Right? Right. We, we are archetypes at this point. <laughs> and I did uh, up and smoke it. This is their first one, and it's their best one. Um, number eight, I did Doc and Marty Ooh, from Back to the Future. I did Ryan, the temp. This is why you will remain the temp. Why the <laughs> fuck is that so low? Because I like the ones that have above it more. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) No, there's not many better than Doc and Marty. All right, go ahead. Um, Number seven, Batman and Alfred. Oh, very good. That's a good one. All the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, all the Batman and Alfreds. Like I couldn't even choose one if I had to. But wait, um, you really can't choose an Alfred? I feel like I. I feel like I. Can you? Yeah. You would go Michael Caine. Michael, go. 
Okay. Like, even though he is the worst Alfred of them all. (laughs) He has a terrible Alfred. He's my first Alfred, so I've always had it attached. And he's an Alfred that survived many Batman. Four. Three. Right? Three. Three Batmans. He led Vicky Vale into the Batcave. He He makes fishy soir. Listen. He's gonna do in riddles with uh with from the But yeah, and he's the one that that helped Bruce solve all those Yeah, I'm gonna go with Michael Go. Michael Kane is awesome, but no, Michael Go is the man. Go ahead. And for number six I have Tommy and uh Henry from Goodfellas. Good one. Wow. I didn't even think of that either. I That's a really good one, right? That's good. Um Thank you. Right, keep it going. I, for a second, I thought you were going to say Tom and Jerry, and then I was just going to... me too. I was just going to jump like, off the window. Oh, he's not wrong. They are iconic, too. <laughs> they uh, are. All right, go uh, ahead. Do um, your five through two. Five through two, I have R2 and C3PO. Nice. Um, yeah, like you said, they are just so iconic. Number four, Jules, Jules and Vincent from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Well done. Number three, Buzz and Woody. And if I had to choose one, I'd choose number the first one. Yeah. I love how like that's when they become yeah. their friendship. That's where it all starts. And that's really the main one where it's really about them. You know what I mean? Until the four, I think four brings it back. Yeah, I think. But you're a hundred percent right. Like one is about Woody's jealousy yeah. towards old versus new. Old versus and, new. Yeah, yeah, that's very very mm-hmm. good. Right. And your number two. My number two is Han and Chewie. Well done. Jenny the Cat Lady. <laughs> that freaking nickname. By the way, do you guys know want to know where I got the Cat Lady outside of Jenny Loving Cats? From the Mighty Ducks. That's Julie a... the Cat Lady. Really? The I backup gotta... goaltender to uh, Goldberg. <laughs> I got to rewatch that. Yeah. When you watch it, they, they call They really the Ju- call her the Cat Lady? Julie the Cat Lady. Julie Cat? Maybe they just call her Julie the no, Cat. No, they call her the Cat Lady. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> My number five is Chrissy and Roberta from Now and Then. Oh. So actually, ironically, Chrissy's played by Rita Wilson, and Roberta is played by well, the adult version is Rosie O'Donnell, yeah. but in the who plays the kids, it's um, Christina Ricci, and then um, I actually forgot the actress's name. I think it's Ashley something for Chrissy, and so um, it's usually now and then has four girls, so it's four of them. But technically, Chrissy and Roberta were the ones that stayed friends. Um, they were the closest as they grew into adulthood. And so I think they are, they are more of a film duo than anything. Um, my number four is Romy and Michelle from Romy yeah, and Michelle. Yeah, I was High waiting School for reunion. that one. That's a solid duo. If you've never Title seen it, too? like yes. you need to watch it's it. Funny. It's hilarious. Um, it's so good. You have really good cast. You have Alan Cumming, yeah. Janine Garofalo. Just a lot of like, I think, more iconic 90s characters. So, um, David, you've never seen it, right? We should Don't watch it. Don't think that. I want to. Let's watch it so tonight. So funny. Uh, number three is Jillian and Sally from Practical Magic. Ooh. Jesus Christ. Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman. The list is something special. So <laughs> good. <laughs> I'm hardly it. recognizing anything you're saying. I'm, like, I'm loving your top five. That's, so why, you are. that's why you need to watch all of these movies. Um, really, really good. They're sisters and they're there yeah. for each other. And Practical Magic and is such a good movie. They're so hot in this movie, too. They are at their hot peak. Yes. Um. It was 1998. And then my number two is Cher and Dion from Clueless. Yeah. That's fine. Woo. It was close to being my number one. I thought, that, I, actually thought th- I thought that was going to be your number one. Clueless for me, yeah. I grew up 
watching Clueless. I grew up, I had like the talk girl, like telephone. Like I had everything Clueless. I had games. I had everything. Like I was obsessed with this movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, everything, the language, the actors, the, the whole story. It was great. Um, Sharon Dion are iconic. You could even say if we ever went into film trios, I might even throw in, um, Ty in there yeah. for Brittany Murphy's or character. Oh, Amber, uh, Amber kind of sucked though. She did stink, She did but... suck suck but whatever she was in there and uh so yeah sharon dion all righty oh, freaking awesome list jenny just leo all right so <laughs> my number five and if you if you didn't see david discussed it before let's see him now my number five timon and pumbaa oh no no, okay. no awesome. i'm good i'm good. i thought you were going actually completely i feel like different a direction. not having him yeah that should okay. be, that should have been an honorable mention for me that's that's solid yeah. Yeah, and yeah. aladdin and the genie should have been an honorable mention yeah, too. Was, yeah. I, I was struggling i was debating with um aladdin and the genie is it really aladdin aladdin and genie or aladdin and abu I would say Aladdin. Boo were the duo. For me, I guess you could use both, right? I think they both have an established relationship by the end of the movie. But uh, yeah, for me, number five, Timon and Pumbaa. Um, Honestly, just even even after, I loved them in the beginning of the movie just for the fact that like how they helped Simba with his transformation. And then when I found out they were based on characters from Hamlet, Rosencrantz, and Guildenstern, I loved them even more. Do you have a Pumbaa in your life? I I don't think I do have a Pumbaa in my life. Aw. Everyone out there, if you want to be Leo's Pumbaa, yeah, uh, <laughs> at, find me on Instagram at, at Leo. At Lucky Leo, at Lucky Leo. Uh, after Lent, I'll check my Instagram. After Lent, yes. All right, go ahead. Uh, my number five is Mike Laurie and Marcus Burnett from Bad Boys. I don't, I don't particularly love the movies, but I've always said those two together are really, really solid. And I think that's what you'll realize, like in my ne- the next couple, or like longevity plays a part because they've been duos and they're still recognized as duos. Because my number three is Han Solo and Chewbacca. Ooh, that's a little low. I thought it would be a little higher. Yeah, you know what? Originally they they were my number two, and then with the reshuffling of my list, that's kind of like I moved yep. around. Uh, but yeah, Han and Chewie, my favorite for them. It's actually it's interesting. My favorite for them is Force Awakens. Because oh. when they get back into the Millennium Falcon. Oh, when he's like Chewie. Like, yeah, it's like they're together. They are back on the Falcon together. So you can tell that so much time has passed between the last movie and Force Awakens. And they're still boys together. I thought you were going to say when Han Solo dies. Oh, my gosh. Spoiler <laughs> alert. It's been five years. Well. You'd be fine. Uh, no, my number two is Buzz and Woody. Woody. Very good. Yeah. Alrighty, my number five is Arthur and Murray. Oh come on! <laughs> no, really? No, it's not. Didn't I call that I'm last joking. week? I'm joking. You, I'm joking. You I'm literally joking. told him it's that not, he would do this. It's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, my number five is Mickey and Rocky. Bro, beautiful. I don't know why no one else beautiful. had him on the list. I was about list. to put Apollo and Rocky. Hell no! Let me hold on. In Rocky Two, not until like Rocky Four. Right? It's Rocky Three when they became friends when yeah. they made the Viagra commercial on the beach. <laughs> you guys have any idea what I'm talking about there? Yes, it's crazy. It's like I I, I remember when I was old enough to know what like Viagra was or whatever, and I was watching that commercial. I was I, mean, I was watching that that scene. I'm like, boy, all I need is a a free shot and it says Viagra. There's a lot of uh yeah male. Bonding, bonding, yeah. yeah. But no, Mickey and Rocky, love that dude. It is, I, I, I love where they begin, and the reason they, I'm glad Ryan brought this up around the time I started rewatching the Rocky movies because Jenny and I watch part one and two, and where they were, how I think Mickey's always hard on him because I 
he's wasted potential. Yeah. Like he looks at Rocky as a like wasted talent. And by the time you get to part two, he doesn't think of him as wasted talent. He doesn't want him to fight anymore because he's he cares about him he as a human him being. He yeah. loves him. And then we get and then we get to part three. And I I cry so much when when he dies because yeah. I mean, I think for the story he's trying to tell, it's meant for him. He needs to die because this is the time where Rocky needs to get a little bit ahead of him, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. get a little cocky. And then once he loses Mickey, he doesn't have anyone anymore. But I in the worst Rocky movie of all time has not one of my the worst. <laughs> it has one. No, I'm not talking five? about four, five, five. That okay, movie's yeah. garbage. Five is the worst, yeah. But it has one of the most heartfelt scenes is when they, he has to move back to Philly and Mickey's gym is like torn down and he goes back into the gym and he like flashbacks to Mickey training him before yes. the first fight and he gives him the little gloves. I ball there too. I think their relationship is so special. And it, 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 even though he passes away in three, Mickey is in all the movies. Yep. And I think their relationship is so special. And then even all the way down to Creed where they... The the gym is still there, and yeah. he's still going to that gym. So yeah, that's I love that. Pick. That's, that's my real that's number a five. Solid pick. My number four is shout out to Ryan for this one, Jules and Vincent. All right, I had him on my iconic list, but I'm not a Pulp Fiction fan. Oh so yes, I so let them off. Yeah. I love them. I think, I mean, John Travolta had a comeback after making Staying Alive. Why are you looking at me like that? That's a good movie. Leo, it is one of the only movies that is zero percent on Ryan Tomatoes. Zero, zero. I don't care what Ryan Tomatoes zero says. I nothing. love the movie. And there's your Ryan Tomatoes mention of the. Thank episode, you. Even Jenny. Also, even Jenny. Also, you know who directed Staying Alive? Go for it, woman. Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. And and you and know whose it. song isn't in, in that movie? His brother, His Frank. Frank. Frank Stallone. Frank, yeah. That movie. It's a good song, though. I give Jen, Jenny the one that put me on to, to Staying Alive. And I think Travolta, obviously. On the my roids. Would agree, they were both taking roids was together. Was on the best because Sylvester Stallone was training him for the yes. movie. Yes, training him with needle he injections. He was probably in the <laughs> best shape of his life Yo, for that seriously, movie. for a dancer? He, he was jacked. jacked. <laughs> Absolutely jacked. He was but, in better shape there yeah. than like. But going back to Pulp Fiction, um, if I'm going to throw a scene out there that I really, really like, it's just when they're talking about the Royale with cheese. I really do like that scene. Classic scene. And yeah. the, hmm, I guess the end of the movie when they're at the diner and they're just mm-hmm. reminiscing. So I really do love their partnership. And Samuel Jackson was robbed of an Oscar. Just want to point that out. There. Yeah. I'll never, never. That's one of the ones that I'm like, oh, fuck you. My number three is Buzz and Woody. Okay. And I'm also going to go with Toy Story as the film that I pretty much go to as not only the beginning of their partnership, but like when they are, yeah. they develop their relationship. And then we get to Toy Story 4, which is the end of their relationship spoiler alert um my number two is this my number two and one were hard that's what she said but <laughs> it was one of those like i already know now knowing you're number three i already have a feeling i know where you went between two and one yeah it's just just trying to figure all right leo what what is my number two i hope you're number two because i think you know my number one now because I've, I've gone through my whole list yeah so is your number two my number one which is Doc and Marty. Yes. Okay. So my number two is Doc and Marty from Back to the Future Part 1. Part 1. Yeah. Although 
I am the one of the only stands on you this like podcast that I really, really, really like part three because I think you get Marty sh- really showing Doc how much he means to him because he's willing to go back to the old West yeah. to pretty much save him. And you also get that closure at the end where you, you know, where Doc is like the future is the future isn't written, make it yeah. your own. And you also have the little boy that's the like little boy the little crush. boy like touching yeah. it, telling Marty to touch it. I have a confession. I think I've seen like half of part three. And because once. most people fall asleep during part no, three. No, because it's, it's, so, it's so honestly, good. Like, I've only ever watched one and two. What because are they're the better ones? What is wrong with part three? <laughs> what is wrong with part it's three? Like nothing's wrong with it. I think your description of it is spot on. I think like, if you're going to watch the whole arc of their stories, it's a really good ending to it. But it's in the Wild West. I, you don't a, like that, westerns it, that, that setting is rough for a lot of viewers yeah me included. that's actually why i don't watch it is because it's a, it seemed more like a western to me and yeah. it just didn't, fun fact feeling it. i love rotten tomatoes it's always great <sighs> rotten tomatoes if you tell me there's a rotten tomato score about western movies as a genre no, this is back to the future back okay to the future. Cool. so obviously back to the future one is probably one of the best movies of the 80s it's my favorite probably yeah. outside of maybe batman 89 my favorite movie of the 80s yeah and I think my top three are Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, and Batman 89 of the yeah. 80s. But anyway, that's 96. Back to the Future Part 2 is 65 on Ryan Tomatoes. And Back to the Future Part 3 is a whopping 79% on Ryan Tomatoes. So you know what that means to me? That uh, nothing. That 21%. That nothing. 21% dislike it. But no, um, if I have to pick one, is obviously Part 1. It's an all-time classic, and it's their comedy at the comedy at their best they're they're <sighs> scene wise i think we're on the same one i hope we're on the same one when they're we're back in 1955 that's heavy and yes that's, oh my god yes. that's amazing yes where he's like heavy heavy there's is, that word again is there something with a gravitational pull <laughs> back in your time that right there is my favorite scene <laughs> in Back to the Future. It is so funny. And it just shows how good Christopher Lloyd was at that time. Yeah. Because I had never seen Taxi. And okay. to this day, I've only seen about five episodes of Taxi, thanks to Jenny. But apparently, he's really good in Taxi. Taxi is so he's a good. He's very different it's type of character, such, too. It is. Yeah, it's a very different character. He, um, he's super His, funny. like, deadpan in Taxi is is great awesome so So why is that your number one yeah so for me doc and marty is my number one it's just uh same as you it's one of my favorite movies of all time as it is um back to the future like i mentioned earlier when you go into duos a lot of these are still relevant even with kids that are born in the 90s or in the 2000s simply like you see costumes of doc and marty we both all three of us have been to comic cons together i have been as a matter of fact the year Jenny and I started dating, my we, we went out for Halloween, and me and my buddy were Doc and Marty. Doc and Marty. Yeah. And it's, again, you can't really... You can be Marty without it, for sure, but if you have a Doc with it, it kind of... Who do you think I was? Of those two? Yeah. I want to say Marty. You were Doc? Yeah. Nice. Jen? Yeah. I know. That was like our second date. I that think. was our third date. Third yeah. date. Yeah. Oh, you're right, because it was... Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because it's a week later. Yep. So that's awesome. And your favorite one is part one. Yeah. Same. Same. Similar. It's it's funny because like there's so many like now watching the movies later you kind of realize wait a minute why is this high schooler best friends with, with like an eighty year old scientist man. guy <laughs> and like it's funny because like, at the beginning of the movie you pay attention like he rollerblades to Doc's 
lab House to play turns music. Turns on all the music. Like he knows how to get into the place by himself. Yep. So they've been friends for a while. So I love the movie, obviously, but there's some stuff that I would love to know answers to. <laughs> I want to know what happens when Doc gets home. And he finds those speakers, the speakers blown, out. blown out. Yeah. And I'm like, Marty, you must have used these speakers before. So why do you? Why did you do this now? Absolutely. <laughs> I definitely want to know more about Doc and his ties to the Libyans and how the heck, <laughs> 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 why he has terrorist ties <laughs> for plutonium. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm going to say it's a stereotype of scientists. <laughs> Having connections to like terrorist organizations. It's so many questions. So many questions. And I want to know how they became friends. How they even? Where met. did they meet? That's a. They did not meet on I, Craigslist. I don't want to any- see, but I would. I would love to know. Absolutely great. Number one. Thank you. I guess I'll do my number one. Just I guess mine's a little easier. I think. Do you guys know what my number one is? Wait, who haven't you mentioned yet? Oh, I think Jenny knows my number one. I can't think of who you haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, because like you did you say Han and Chewie yet? No, I is Han not. and Chewie your number one? Of course it is. There you go. Um, I looked. Why? Why? Why are you shaking your head, Jennifer? You didn't say Han and Leia. Oh no, couples. Yes. Duh. Come on. This is your rule, woman. It wasn't my rule. I was all for couples. I could have had a longer list. Oh my god. No, but I you, think it was my rule. It was Ryan's yeah. rule. But you know why? I think. I mentioned that they have these three movies, and the only thing that pushed it over the top for me was the fact that Han and Ch- Han and Chewie had about at well nine movies, eight movies. I'm going to say eight movies, including uh, Solo. Mm-hmm. So you have all these. Not even I'm talking out of my ass. They have the three. They have four, five movies. Oh yeah, technically, technically yeah. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you had more time to see their relationship, and you see in end to the relationship in a more tragic way and then i actually go with force away my favorite movie of them together is a combo i'm gonna go with both i'm gonna go with empire strikes back and i'm gonna go with force awakens because you have two moments where you see Chewie react to tragic events happening to han the frozen and carbonite Mm. where he screams to the high heavens and then when han dies that he shoots up kylo ren I think those two show how much Raw he cares emotion, about him. Yeah. In terms of surprising moment of them, I would say in Solo, when they first meet, and you find out that Solo... Have you seen Solo? Yeah, unfortunately. That he, what's, no, 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 no. Wait, what's wrong with what's Solo? Wrong? You, oh, come what on. What's wrong with what's Solo? Wrong with we, Solo? We, we all know that, that that's not... that Harrison Ford's Han Solo and young version of Han Solo do not match at all. Not denying that they don't look anything alike. Not even looking. They even like the whole vibe and just their style was just different. I can't see that young Solo becoming Han Solo. But you don't like you don't like the movie then at all. No, I wasn't. Oh. I wasn't for the movie at all. Oh. I, I mean, I watched it because of Star Wars. I mean, I had to. I had to watch it. I think it's the most but, forgettable of the franchise. Yeah, I still yeah. enjoyed it quite a bit. But I do like when they first meet and you find out that he talks his language. It was cool. And yeah. I also like um, that whole scene when they're escaping. I think that's really, really dope. But, um, yeah, I think my favorite scene with them, though, is in when he's fro- fr- uh, being frozen in carbonite. That's dope. And in Return of the Jedi, actually, when he uh, 
when he's blinded, when he first started oh, the carbonite, yeah. and Chewie's like explaining everything to him. He's like, oh, I go away for a few minutes, and everyone has these delusions of grandeur. So I love that. So yeah, everything about them. Me being a Star Wars stand, like I am, of Not course. Solid one. Of Although co- you know, it's funny as I was doing the research, like R two D two and C three PO. As a duo, they're all the nine movies. Right? They're all nine movies. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. That's the the entire plus stuff. Rogue One, plus Rogue One. Where in Rogue One, right? They're yeah. there for like a quick second when everyone's about, about to go to the planet, and like, oh, we're always miss yes. out. Like they yes, are there yes, right yeah. around the end. Are we gonna count that? Yeah, I guess. I I'll put money. I'll put everything on it. <laughs> 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 all right, Rye. What is your number one? North, North, North. My number one is Jay and Silent Bob, my favorite <laughs> fucking duo. <laughs> Shnookums. How am I not sh- surprised? Um, can can I guess your favorite? Sure. Strikes Back, right? That's my favorite movie, but I'm going to go with my favorite moment, though, with them oh, okay. was in Reboot. Oh, yeah, I know where you're going. Go ahead. Where he was talking, he realizes that he had, like, Jay's like, I, we came here to get back our names, but I come here for a new name, and that's Dad. And like you just see uh, Silent Bob, like yeah, <laughs> and Affleck's in it, so it makes it even a little bit better. I love that but, scene with Affleck. Nah, just such a great duo, just so funny, and just they eat, they just go so well together. The loud mouth who doesn't shut the fuck up, and the guy who talks when it's important. Kevin Smith, we love you. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> have you seen <laughs> Jason Mewes? We like you. I too. like you. I like you, Jason Mewes, but I really love Kevin Smith. Um, Still haven't watched Reboot. No. Oh, Leo, it's so good. It is so good. It's his best movie in like twenty years. Like sincerely, like quality. Have you, wise, and you've seen them really all, good. right? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely have seen them you all. S- yeah. I think all right, the, so then you can enjoy Reboot. I think the only Kev Smith movie I've only seen once that I've never gone back to is Jersey Girl. Oh, Dogma. Well, now, yeah, Dogma. Yeah. But um, in terms of like that I had seen before this year, that I've actually had the opportunity to watch more. more I can't. I don't even own Jersey Girl. I don't. That's a, that, that I, was a, that was a low. Ryan, you like though, Jersey right? Girl, right? I find it entertain. I find the entertainment in it. <laughs> you would say it's the Suicide Squad of. No, that's Tusk. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's Tusk. Tusk. Is no, Tusk cool. is. Wait, so Tusk uh, Man never watched Tusk. Is Tusk like it's it's view askew? But Tusk is interesting to watch just to see the walrus scene, it's and then so after that, everything not, else sucks. It's not connected to that universe, but it's a Kevin Smith directed film. Gotcha. Tusk is really bad. It's bad. It's really bad. David I can watch Cop the Yoga Hosers is fun. Yeah, I do. Yoga I think Yoga, yoga like Hosers is fun. The cast of Yoga Hosers just for the daughter. What's your take on Red State? It's cool. It's yeah, not. It's 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 more for. It's more like middle of the road, like. It's not so, great. It's not terrible. I totally realize that I think we've never done a Kevin Smith episode. Because we'd be like blowing him for like two hours. Of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but we should do it and then just send it to him and be like, hey, come on on. Remember <laughs> us? <laughs> I really remember you gave us a shout out thanks to this guy named Ryan. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Ryan's yeah, I'm down one. for the Kevin Smith episode. Digging and, the number one, though. And Jennifer, take us home. Okay, so my number one is Cece and Hillary from Beaches. <laughs> no one has seen it. No. Uh, it's Bette Midler and Barbara Hershey. Boy, this is depressing. They <laughs> No. <laughs> they play best friends and they I feel like they're super iconic. They you see the transition from when they meet in Atlantic City at the beach um at when they're kids. I think they're about like 
10 years old and they come from different backgrounds, different kind of families, and they continue their friendship as they get older and older until eventually they become roommates in New York City. They're both trying to make it in different fields and they continue to grow older and older and older. And then obviously um, it does have a sad ending for anyone that hasn't <laughs> seen it. And but it is like beautiful friendship on screen and then you have Bette Midler singing Wind Beneath My Wings and oh, it just, it's yeah. just great and I think it actually won the Oscar it did the song won the Oscar right? Jenny knows how to tickle my pickle look at when that. she mentions Oscar and I love that Jenny's still not so giving great. spoilers like decades after the movie <laughs> and David's like dropping spoilers for five years worth <laughs> <laughs> so just watch Beaches um, so this is one of my favorite movies and I just think it, and I cry every single time, even though I know exactly when it's coming, I know when they cue the song and then there I go. Um, so watch it and yeah. And that pretty much wraps it up. I want to give a special shout out to an honorable mention that I forgot to mention. Tony Montana and cocaine. Oh, one of the <laughs> most iconic duos. I totally forgot Keenan that duo. Cal. Again, you, Shit, can't have one the other. <laughs> you can't have one without the other. What happened? You can't have one without the other. Tony and Cocaine. You cannot have one without the other. Not Tony and Manolo. Tony no, no, and Cocaine. No. <laughs> so, so next week, hopefully we'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll keep washing my hands. Everyone keep washing your hands. And next week is an episode I've been waiting for for a long time. <laughs> For 15 years, I've been waiting for this episode. Before podcasts were existed, I've been waiting for this episode. We are covering the 15-year anniversary of one of the best shows ever made, Real It Back Style, The Office. Nice. I have so much to say. I have been working on this episode for two weeks already. I have narrowed down 25 episodes down to 10. I have five honorable mentions. And I still don't know if that's the correct order of my 10. That's how like hard this has been for me. That's what she said. Yes. Michael Scott would be proud. <laughs> yes. I have moments we're going to look at to pretty much run it down. We are looking at our top 10 favorite episodes, our top 10 favorite moments, our top five mm, favorite characters, favorite characters, and bottom five, bottom five. I only have one character I dislike. Really? Yes. Robert California? No. And that you're going to find out next week. I sincerely hate this person. I can't stand that person because this person, I think that per, this person is, and this is a great like cliffhanger for next week. I think this person is the most vindictive person on the show. This person steals ideas. This person. Does this person play in a volleyball game by any chance? In a company picnic? It's not Idris Elba. Oh, okay. No, no. Okay, yeah, no, okay, no, no, no. okay. It's not, it's That's what there. I thought you were going. Yeah. You guys will have to find out next week. But we're going to bring back our favorite categories. We're going to bring back Deadlift Shrimp Six Man of the, of the series, the Becky O'Shea Icebox of the series. There's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. And I have a few moments there. And Peaks and Valleys. Peaks and Valleys, which are the easiest Peaks and Valleys I think I've ever done. I don't know because Peaks – well. Valley is going to be a little rough because there's like two heavy hitters in it's there. It's two for sure. I'm just going to l- look at everything. That Sheer they, like numbers. Yeah, I'm not going to look stuff. at maybe one person like has a better one film, but I'm just going to look at because I body of work. We can know we we can all spoiler. It's either John Krasinski or Steve Carell. Obviously, Steve Carell has 40 year version and he has a lot of good as the top of his films that we may know. But I think. 
John Krasinski has done his body of work after the office is top notch. So yeah. we'll just have to see next week where Jenny's also going to give a she's going to write a haiku about Angela and the cats. <laughs> I'm not, but I guess I could try. You know what? Let me try. I can write a haiku. Perfect. What is that? Seven words? Sure. Oh, it's like silo, it's like, it's like three lines. Or yeah, syllables, three lines. I think. I think it's seven words. I'll, I'll it's, think it's about math it. math and words. Awesome. So. Now you guys definitely have to show up back next week. Until then, kiddos, see you at the movies. Peace. Peace.